0: Hello and welcome to Burst of Bubble Live on CAMFM, the show about silly news. I'm Michael Contario and joining me this week are my regular co-host Chris Moten. Hello. And our quite regular guest John Nelson. Hello again. <laughs> and um, Chris,
1: take, start us off with a story. So, our first section today, uh, well, what would you start with on this glorious summer's day? I say glorious, there are irony quotes around glorious. Uh, The weather is glorious for most humans, it is not glorious for computer scientists. It is in fact 10 degrees too hot for computer scientists. But what else does the hot weather bring with it? Ah, that's right, poor sanitation. And therefore, our first section is all about sanitation. Uh, Our first story in that that section uh, is about the town of Hamelin. Uh, You know the one in... Germany, where there was the Pied Piper, uh, and there were lots of rats. And then the Pied Piper turned up, and he was like, "Rats, be gone!" And then the rats were gone. Uh, and then everybody went, "Don't need to pay him really, because the job's as done as it's getting." And then he went, "No more children!" And then there were no more children. Well, yeah, that story uh, turns out to have happened again. Uh, as In- Hamelin, including all all
0: of the bits, including the no
1: more children. Because that would be quite impressive. Well, at the moment, there are rats, so we're halfway through the second iteration of the story.
2: Surely we're m- before halfway through, because the second iteration would be the No More Children iteration, which is quite a long one. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> but, yes, the, the rats are back. Um, and uh, you might remember the first time the Pied Piper sort of played a little ditty, and all the rats followed him, and they drowned in the river The river Vesa. Is that how you pronounce that? I believe so. Um, Vesa, I suppose. Vaser. Vesa which would probably means the German for water, I would guess. So, river water. That's Wasser. But, yeah, is it? something okay. like that. <laughs> watery. Watery. The river watery. <laughs> um, but they've come back, and this time they're prepared, by the looks of it, because they've been noted, because they've gnawed through the cable powering one of the fountains. So this time they've obviously re- realised that uh, water is their downfall, and so, <laughs> therefore, if they can get rid of all the water supplies before the Pied Piper comes back, then he'll have nowhere to lead them apart from a dry ditch, <laughs> which is a good home for for rats given, given that uh, not, uh, not for children though because the children end
0: up in there later surely well, no, well they just get led away so they just got led <laughs> away didn't they, not, not, they didn't go, well it depends which version you listen to doesn't it some of them they get drowned
2: yeah and some of them they, they do get led into the into the water but this time they've just been led into a load of rats <laughs> um, <laughs> but there would be very good legitimate reason for not paying in this time because if be like you didn't really get rid of them you just created a rat ditch <laughs> <laughs> come to see the famous rat ditch of Hamelin <laughs> So I, th-
1: I think uh, if if that's their plan, then this shows that rats' downfall, as always, is their lack of understanding of human plumbing infrastructure. Uh, because if you stop f- fueling the fountain, that draws less from the river and uh, and makes the river higher. What the rats needed to do was to cause uh, like an overload of the ornamental fountains. They needed they needed the ornamental fountains to be driven at like a hundred times the usual pressure, with like you know fountains that go like a hundred yards up into the sky and Ooh, like see- hosing down neighboring shops and things and then
0: the river would be empty because all the water would be going into the fountain. I, I love the fact that you're just, like, going on about these fountains as if they're a fictional thing. But these, there are fountains like that in like Geneva. There are these oh, giant yeah. fountains in, in, in the water I, i'm aware of giant fountains but they don't usually project
1: a giant fountain from the basin that is clearly designed to be a meter wide uh which which is just sort of blasting passers-by who are attempting to go to the baker the baker presumably has like like built a shield made of golf umbrellas or something in order to deflect <laughs> deflect this maverick fire hose that is the is the tan fountain oh
0: uh, the other thing that I like about this story is that it says, but now the Rats have staged a comeback, officials say. And it, it sounds like a band. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the Hamelin Rats,
2: they're back. Well, like the, 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 the Boomtown Rats were a band. Yeah. The so like Hamelin Rats was just the German version, and this is their comeback tour. <laughs> um, but they sort of misunderstood what the, they're, they're, they're supposed to be doing, and they've gnawed through some fountain.
0: <laughs> their new album, No To Fountains. <laughs>
1: I wonder if a rat is the right size to actually be, like, carried through the plumbing of an ornamental fountain. Like, you know, are the, like, are the are the elements of the pumps sort of large enough that, as a rat, you could sort of get sucked into the thing and then go, pook, out at the top of the fountain and then splash back in and then go, oh, no, <laughs> and so on and so because if so, maybe that's why they're gnawing through the fountains. This is like you know, this is like Chicken Run being
2: enacted here, except for the fountains are the tony. You know, it's in fact been happening for several years, but nobody's really noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, a child goes, "There's a rat in the sky, mummy," and, <laughs> and the mother goes, "Don't be stupid. There's and no such thing as rats." <laughs> <laughs> no, they go like, "Don't be
0: stupid. That's a pigeon." <laughs> they are called the rats rats of the sky by some people. That's that true.
1: is true. It is, but <laughs> well, very rarely much. are they caught in a cycle in a fountain because a <laughs> pigeon has the means to escape with the cycle. They would they would go <laughs> exactly once and then go. I'm gonna
2: fly the heck out of here. The, oh, uh, maybe a, twice. A downdraft. I don't know. Pigeons fountain. are <laughs> pretty <laughs> stupid animals. <laughs> like their, their, their self defense mechanism is to forget fl- how to fly. So <laughs> uh, which they do, and the bird of prey will sort of swoop down on them, and then the the pigeon will to see it and go <laughs> and seize up. And plummet really? from the sky. Wow! And then, the, and then the bird of prey doesn't expect this because it normally expects them to try and do normal flying motions, and they're not expecting something to just disappear from the sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, about really half, cool, huh? about halfway down, they start flying again. So, yeah, the, yeah basically, its self defense mechanism is stupidity. Yeah. Uh, on that basis, I think that if it did get l- drawn into a fountain and come back out again, it would just going to go and then go back down again. <laughs> <laughs> With precisely that
1: noise, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the complete onomatopoeia is,
0: <laughs> and so forth. We could we could do this for days. We could. We probably shouldn't. <laughs> now, imagine if a
1: cow got caught in the fountain. That would be more. <laughs> <laughs> You can only get a cow through those really big ones, like the one you are talking about in Geneva. That can get a cow to go the full cycle. So that's, you know... <laughs>
2: oh, you could put pigs there. And then if anybody knows anything, something really unlikely that you want to happen, they say, yeah, when pigs fly, just stick a pig in the fountain. <laughs> the pig would come back up. <laughs> or, or you could put the pigs nearby and start putting the pigeons in the fountain
0: and have a real-life game of Angry Birds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wait, think there's a on, but you, You'd be
0: shit. shooting pigs at pigeons. This is Angry Birds the Revenge.
2: No, no, no. You,
0: I, I said you put birds in the fountain and pigs nearby. Oh. That's the way we round. Ah, that is the right word. place. You,
2: you also cause property damage as well, so... <laughs> the pigs probably wouldn't explode when the when the birds hit them either. <laughs> Do they in the game? Well, they disappear in a sort of little pop noise. Okay, oh, okay.
1: Say. Cover the pigs in, like, Sentex or some other volatile
2: <laughs>
0: explosive. Oh, have you <laughs> ever had that, um that that chemistry lecture with uh, pete wothers where he has i can't remember what the chemical's called but it it, it it's a chemical that if it's just like disturbed like hit by something uh, then it will go <laughs> and turn into a gas and so you get the boxes full of it in the front of the stage and you just get told to launch paper airplanes at them
2: <laughs> oh, uh, are you surely good.
0: not talking about nitroglycerin yeah i'm pretty sure it's not nitroglycerin okay okay unless that's purple Uh, I'm I'm not aware of the
1: colour of nitroglycerin But it's distinctive property is the fact that you can whack it with a hammer And it will explode
2: Yeah it wasn't so much explode so much as If Mm. you can get that in green form Then you can just make pigs out of them (laughs) <laughs> like not, and then it's not, and then even like cruelty to animals can't complain because you're not actually exploding pigs. <laughs> or, <laughs> is it just the bird you have to worry about? then, that you're firing from the fountain. Well, it's only the RSPB then, and not just the RSPCA as well. <laughs> so <laughs> you can sort of deal with one of them. And besides, you know, if it's a pigeon, then they're, they're sort of they're, they're, they're classified as vermin in some areas, aren't they? So this could be a form of. Not hunting pigeons, but keeping pigeon control is just sort of firing them at things that turn gas- gaseous.
0: And, and I'm <laughs> sure you could, like wrap three pigeons together with some something that is actually quite weak, so they'll break apart into three pigeons, like that one doesn't. That bird doesn't Angry Birds.
2: <laughs> yeah, with a little remote control or something, so, so that the, the the harness comes off, and then all the others go we. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I think I think this could be a real life like entertainment system if somehow we could get it past all the legal <laughs> loopholes that <laughs> 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 not loopholes obviously <laughs> yeah. legal stumbling blocks that would, would actually use the loopholes
1: get past the stumbling blocks yes speaking of angry birds i did like um i forget who did this but somebody on the internet which is to say some human being uh published a uh, a comic of um uh, angry birds in space Uh, where it was just panel one was a bird flying at a pig panel two was a bird having missed a pig (laughs) and then panel three was the bird soaring into the depths of space (laughs) slowly realizing that you know for the lack of air resistance and gravity that this would go on forever
2: (laughs) angry bird's fatalism for you there (laughs)
0: Uh, moving on to, uh, to our
2: next sanitation related story this uh, is never a theme we should have really introduced like this, is it? <laughs> Sanitation story number two. Beijing this time. So, yeah, yes. the
0: Authorities in the uh, Chinese capital, Beijing, have set standards for public toilets, including a stipulation that they should contain no more than two flies. Which, of course, uh, I'm not sure whether that's a, a bad translation or not, whether it's like going, well, if you got... A dad taking his son into one of them. They're they're, they're each wearing trousers, so there's two flies. (laughs) Well, if there were if there were more people in there than that, that's something that we don't want going on in our
1: toilets. We also don't want uh,
0: unusual novelty trousers. Uh, for example, <laughs>
1: uh, I have a pair of reversible trousers. It's very convenient for getting up early in the morning because you <laughs> put them on the wrong way round. Ah, there is no wrong way round. These, inside trousers, out. Have, these trousers have rotational symmetry of order two. Now, yes, a now the inside... A fly on the back and a fly on the front, I think, exactly. I presume is the point. That's your two flies, yeah. Rotational symmetry of order four is doable, <laughs> but you're required to have two superfluous legs, which kind of defeats <laughs> the matter. But that does then have four flies, Those are stupid trousers, and that is what they're banning here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. uh, We just all all had to pause for a minute there just to imagine those trousers. (laughs) (laughs) They're not that complicated as trousers. You know, it's very
1: much four trouser legs arranged in a grid uh, with a a fly at every 90-degree angle so that you can rotate. I suppose it would be quite convenient, because if you, like, spilt something down yourself, then you could rotate the trousers to the least um, obvious angle. (laughs) <laughs> so you'd be like, you know, what am I going to be doing soon? Am I going to be standing in front of a large crowd looking out? If so, rotate the trousers 180 degrees, stains on the front. You know, the, the mushy peas I spilt or whatever, uh, shall be witnessed by nobody. On the other hand, am I going to be sitting at dinner? Aha, rotatey, rotatey, stains on the bottom side. Perfect. But I,
0: I, how? What, what is with the two flies, though? It, 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 I assume they actually do... do mean that the little things... That fly, famously. I
1: think the answer is that no, they don't mean that because uh, if you if you look further down the so the article's headline says two flies only uh, and if you watch the video the guy goes on about flies quite a lot uh, but later on it refers to discarded items which means that somebody thought that the word flyer and the word fly uh, are the same one or possibly just meant that fly is like a Chinese metaphor uh, for something that's been chucked away, maybe like as in fly tipping uh, it, but, uh,
2: <laughs> it could be, or it could be that they consider flies to be discarded items because nobody would ever like keep a fly, and <laughs> so therefore <laughs> it sort of let them out into the ether. I just like the—I yeah. just like the idea that they somebody walks in and they see a fly and they go ah a fly, and then they go and ah there's another fly, and then they're like ah oh, that or was that the first one? <laughs> <laughs> Nuts! No, they like, keep moving. Stand still whilst I count you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, but uh, these um, toilet guidelines are for public toilets which are in tourist spots, um, and they've got new standards. Uh, It's unclear what happens to the toilets if they don't meet the standards whether they get knocked down or whoever's in charge of them gets in trouble or... i'm assuming the latter if they get
1: knocked down for being poorly cleaned then you're you're making yourself a a much bigger job of work you know like there'll be another regulation in 3 years that's like no more heaps of rubble where there ought to be toilets <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um i'm presuming that they each have sort of like somebody who's in charge sort of an attendant or something like i'm not thinking like the ones you get in nightclubs where you have the guy who sort of stands whilst you know, you go to the toilet and then stands that carries on standing there when you go to the sink and tries to offer you sort of ah, yes. deodorant or whatever like that. I think just sort of people who are there must be somebody in charge who is there to make but the problem is if they're the person who is supposed to be cleaning the washrooms then presumably they're also the person who's checking the cleanliness of the washrooms, and they're hardly going to punish themselves because their washroom is too, d- their toilet is too dirty. Unless they had <laughs> some kind of Doctor Strange love syndrome going on, you know, they had, they
1: had like one hand which involuntarily mops things, whilst the rest of them is the regulator. <laughs> sort of one hand that mops things, and another hand that slaps them when they, yeah, exactly. when they do it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> their, their middle self is caught in a baffling existential haze. <laughs> I say their middle self. <laughs> their is middle self, self their in this head case of the head in the Yeah. Of themselves,
0: yeah. <laughs> at at the end of this story there's a wonderful line which is a commentary published in the Beijing News said effort should be invested on educating the public to use public toilets in a better manner (laughs) now that's got to be a, a challenge making a kind of like public service announcement about how to use a toilet. Is that just a massive down arrow on the wall, <laughs> pointing at the basin? No,
2: because they'll, they'll get confused. What, what's yeah. supposed to go down there? Is I, it a part of me? I, <laughs> wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want a down arrow pointing to the basin, because that's it. I mean, if you go into a gentier Reynolds <laughs> and you see a down arrow pointing to the basin, then that presumably <laughs> implies precisely the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, toilet I,
0: basin. Toilet bowl. <laughs> Rather than ha- hand wash basin, oh, okay. uh, that
1: could have been the most amusing cross purpose possible. You want me to dip this in the basin, boss? Yes, I do want you to dip that in the basin. Why would you possibly not dip the ambassador's celery in the basin? <laughs> well, all right, boss. <laughs> you see how this goes. We uh, we end up at a hospital with an ambassador. So, how <laughs> are we going to cover this up? How are we going to cover this up? <laughs> ah, well, you take him in. You take him and 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 wash his face in the basin.
0: <laughs> are you sure about that, boss? <laughs> <laughs> now, no, 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 just uh, the, the basin is like some sort of weird, like hitman slang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go and wash his face in the basin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At some point, there's a guest appearance by the base uh, tea rollers.
2: <laughs> No, 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 no! no. I just, I only, it took me like a couple of seconds to work out what you did there, and then I groaned. (laughs) That that can't be a good thing. (laughs) So the combination of two nadirs of comedy, (laughs) having to wait
0: until work something out, and then groaning at it rather than actually laughing. That's what I aim for. (laughs) Two nadirs. Current current nadirs. Nadirs on two
1: different dimensions. Ooh.
2: (laughs) A saddle point isn't it oh, no, no, a, no <laughs> a saddle point would be the one where i only screwed it up in one direction <laughs> screwed up in one direction but the other direction was marvellous <laughs> wor- worked it out and then sort of like erupted into, um, into amazing laughter I'm not sure why amazing laughter <laughs> The laughter in this case happens to be the best thing <laughs> but anyway uh, if you've
0: got any comments about all of the stories that we've covered so far you can get in touch with us by emailing us studio at uk. You can use the web form on camfm.co.uk if you're listening there. Or you can text CAM plus your message to 80809, although texts cost 10 pence. We'll be back after this musical interlude, which is quite relevant to today's weather. 97.2
1: camfm.co.uk
2: On air and online, your CAMFM.
0: Welcome back to Burst of World Live on CAMFM. That was Here Comes the Sun by The Beatles now we talk about silly news and we have got an interesting section next it is the confluence of animals and transport section which is a section we don't have very often we quite often have animals but confluence with transport, not so much
1: indeed so Uh, our first story amongst that peculiar Venn diagram middle bit uh, is the Olympic torch making its way through Pembrokeshire, which is I think one of those counties that's nearly Wales but not quite uh, or possibly that is Wales. I think it is I Wales. I think it is Wales, On the yeah. basis
2: it says Planesley, Haverford West and Carmarthen which are all mm. very definitely in Wales. That sounds like things that Welsh people would
1: say. Yes, OK. Um, it says <laughs> it's the Olympic torch making its way around Wales in actual fact. Uh, on its way there, uh, it, well, whilst it was there, sorry, uh, it's carried upon a cob horse. Uh, does anybody know what a cob horse is? For the purposes of making mm. that sentence make sense to me. Uh, I hadn't
2: quite like clocked that during my reading of this story earlier, but what's a cob horse? It is not something that is a corn of cob <laughs> on a horse. Um I think it's one of is it the ones that used to be when they had the sort of rag and bone men would go round. Think like Steptoe and Son. The sort of horse that would pull the cart then, I think was a cob horse. So sort of a little sort of stout and quite small. No nice. one
0: of those horses that kinda of like looks almost like a barrel of something on length.
2: Yes. That sort of thing. A barrel of a cob. <laughs> a barrel of corn. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I should probably get <laughs> corn off the brain. <laughs> it, it hurts if it stays there too long. <laughs>
1: and, then, and then after its trip on the cob, uh, or amongst the corn, or whatever it was doing, sort of toasting the corn, I suppose, uh, it got onto the Swansea Bay Rider, which is described as a 72-seater land train. Now, in my in, in my experience, all trains are land trains. So... <laughs>
2: What, what what about what about when they go over the, like, bridges? Then they're bridge trains, I guess. Is that is that your point?
0: Yeah, there's it's, it's not so much land in, anymore. I mean, it's kind of, like, vaguely attached to land at both ends. I'm trying
2: to work out how you could have something that isn't a, a land train, because you can't really do an air train, because you need to somehow suspend Metro? the rails. <laughs> <laughs> like monorail? Yeah, oh, yeah, the monorail. Yes, I suppose that would be an air train. The monorail, the monorail,
1: only to the degree that a regular train is. I mean, you know, like both of them are very much standing upon something constructed by a human, which is then in turn standing on the ground. Um,
2: <laughs> well, yes, but I, th- I think there's a distinction between like land. I tend to isn't isn't land basically like the earth? Uh, yeah, sort it's, of like, it's, it's like I don't know. I mean, like if I'm standing on your head. But yes. I wouldn't say I'm standing on land, I'd say I'm standing on your head. I think you're basically still a land-going craft. Uh, <laughs> if, 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 I, if your <laughs> means so I of transport is...
1: is that I piggyback ride you around the place, then you are nonetheless still a land-going creature. Uh, you're a fairly lazy land-going creature, but you are nonetheless land-going. The same goes for bridges and so on. I, I, th- I think to be properly non-land-going, you need to remove yourself from,
2: from contiguous solid object that gets you to, oh. to,
1: to some earth.
2: But if you're underneath the water, then I wouldn't say the seabed is the land. Oh, so, so the Channel Tunnel is, is a is a, is a sea train. Is a sea train. Yes, there, yes. I think that's... that's Yay, success! There, there you go, <laughs> we have a sea train.
0: Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, uh, I, it's, a, it's kind of like, imagine being the Olympic torch and just doing all these things. I mean, ne- specifically these things, it's like going to Wales and going to the seaside, mm. frankly. This is, it, this is probably not the most inspiring of things that the Olympic torch has done. But... Oh. Uh, <laughs>
2: it, it might enjoy it. It's nice for a break. You know, it needs its holiday. It's having a... a has a long time being travelled... Travelling around having to see people, greet people Gets to go down the seaside. Maybe have an ice cream. <laughs> I wouldn't put an ice cream in the Olympic <laughs> flame like that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Oh, <How come? laughs> God... Um, yeah yeah it,
0: it doesn 't get thirsty
2: either unless well fact, it, it does but for oil <laughs> thirsty for oil <laughs> <laughs> it does confuse me slightly that it 's on uh, so it 's being traveled, but uh, this was with a horse and uh, and a cart, which I presume is probably made of wood. Um, both of these things are flammable so when you get down to it so's the torch. Well, and yes, so the torch is designed to be flammable. <laughs> <laughs> like, if the torch is non flammable, then you're just carrying around sort of an, an object, and this is, this is the Olympics thing. <laughs> the, the Olympic torch goes out often enough, anyway. I think <laughs> we're, we're. No,
1: sir. It can't even no, keep the itself The Olympic on torch entire, never it... goes out. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this that thing where they've got, like, they've got a dozen of them sitting around somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah they've got one up... of them alight at all times.
0: Yeah, they've no, got backup flames in the van. <laughs>
2: no really oh yes yes no indeed i just, I, I just like the <laughs> In the van, it's just a van on fire going round. <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> please stay clear of the van a guy van in is a victorian, on fire.
1: Suit dri- uh, victorian diving suit driving it going <laughs> like <laughs> can that like- they coming because you can hear that sound
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> coming through a diving suit
2: <laughs> Doesn't oh, le-
0: le- perhaps it's that guy who ran the uh, london marathon in a diving suit and it took him, like, 36 days.
2: That was his <laughs> training. He had to be trained to be in the diving suit for long periods of time <laughs> uh, amongst a certain amount of discomfort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, now he's been uh, nominated to sit in the van of fire. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to go out and do any more exciting things. No, in the van. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, we'll give you a newspaper to read.
1: Thanks. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that if you, like, played a practical joke on the Olympic Committee by, like, I don't know, um, maybe you give one of the guys who works in the van, like, for his lunch, you give him a really big sandwich, but then you sneakily put a big, like, plastic bag of water in the middle of it, and then you rely on him going into the van and going, hmm, how shall I eat this sandwich? I shall have to compress it in order to possibly take a bite <laughs> and then it's like oh I've extinguished all of the torches at that point do you need to like do you have to just reverse course and then start again do you have to go to Greece and you know get the flame again because they
2: did get the flame from Greece didn't they yeah well presumably because the van of fire is all the backup flames yeah, yeah. so you just have to go with the backup flames and say sort of go up to the torch parade <laughs> say sorry it's going to light this one again <laughs> walk back to the van oh, okay, Sure. fire sure, in okay. a diving suit all
1: the time <laughs> <laughs> so I need, to, I need to give two of my really stupid sandwiches, one to the athlete who's currently running, who probably no, ha-
0: shouldn't the, the, be eating a sandwich. They're mostly not athletes. That's, that's the point of uh, carrying okay. the Olympic torch. It's supposed to be local people, which no. is why it was really confusing that Will I am was carrying it. So days. I wait till there's a huge fat bugger who's
1: running with, with, the, uh, uh, with the torch. I give him one of the comedy sandwiches. Then I give another one to the bloke who's tending the van. Then both of those kusplush. Then I've eliminated the fire. That's when I need to make him go to Greece. I'm ah. most interested
2: it, in how the the guy in the van of fire is going to eat the sandwich, given that he's in a Victorian <laughs> diving seat amongst <laughs> a load of fire. Obviously, you open the
1: faceplate and then you so he, like, tentatively moves the sandwich towards the hole and then sort of goes this sandwich
2: is bigger than the hole mm. the rest of the <laughs> van <hug> is <laughs> still on fire why would you open the faceplate? <laughs> <laughs> it still seems like a bad idea <laughs> I'll have smoke for lunch <laughs> that sounds great <laughs> asphyxiation well, for dinner
0: make it a ham sandwich then it can be smoked uh, or mackerel Yeah, th- there are multiple <laughs> options for the sandwich fillings we can, we can ask Jeez. in advance what, what sandwich S- filling smoked
2: cheese heat <laughs> yeah. cheese ham and mackerel Sounds like a terrible Bacon. sandwich. Bacon. That's Tam again. Mm. <laughs> pig in general. <laughs> <laughs> Pigs should not be carrying the Olympic torch. They've, they've, they've put it on a horse. In fact, you made an illusion earlier about piggyback as being another form of transport, combined yeah. with animal, just about. But if you had sort of actual... Tr- they said, we're going to do a piggyback where we actually put the <laughs> Olympic flame on a pig, then <laughs> th- th- that would probably go terribly badly. <laughs> How The Olympic flame has been...
0: Carried by someone having a piggyback, hasn't it? I'm sure it has? I haven't heard of that.
2: That must have been for... That would probably have been some reason for that. Was it maybe somebody... Because quite a lot of them are for charities and things like that, or awareness. So could it be like the piggyback awareness group? Probably not the piggyback awareness group, but something where piggybacks are actually uh, a thing that might be useful for people with a disability or something.
1: (laughs) Hmm. So... so so yeah. if i was the uh, the uh so uh, yeah if, if if i was the organizer of the Oli- of the olympics at this point i'd probably want to try and get olympic fire in as many places as possible you know, to give myself lots and lots of sort of
2: that's called setting the country on. Fire. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's called <laughs> national arson.
1: I, 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 what, what I'd do, right, is I would give everyone who like when, when I'd say that if you're going to start your car or <laughs> any, <laughs> any, any, put any fire any inside it, your car, like, well, <laughs> well, yeah, because there's already, fire. You yeah, see, it's an internal a, combustion engine. It's yeah, supposed yeah, to s- contain fire. Yeah, so well, we might this as well is not be, how it works. We <laughs> might as well be firing our cars using uh, Olympic flame. So what I'd give you <laughs> would be like. Uh, this means you uh, can only g- start
2: your fire in Greece. You uh, start your car in Greece. You, have to go uh, to no, Greece. you have to push your car to Greece
1: because <laughs> what you do is you go to your neighbor whose car is already running and say, "Is that started or Olympic started?" And the other <laughs> guy would be like, "This is Olympic started. This is Olympic internal combustion that's going on right now." And then that's when there's like a slot you can put a taper in, and like as well as you know the, the regular bang of the of the cylinder, it also ignites the taper. And it's like awesome. There we go. Now I've got an Olympic taper. And then you use it to light your own. Car. Car. No, normally you can't light cars, but you know, I mean, there's nothing fundamentally against using that sort of mechanism to
2: to ignite your engine. stupid. They used to have the thing where they wound it up with a with yeah, a handle. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think this is probably a st- having just having <laughs> fire around that you have to light your car with is a terrible idea. <laughs> also, you have to have cars running all the time for this to work. This is going to well, make the Green in a... Party incredibly <laughs> angry. You, you don't
1: keep. You know, the, the idea is that there's no point in. There's never a point when all all the cars are switched off, so there's always some Olympic fire going on somewhere or other.
2: Yeah, but it could be a long way away. I mean, if you're living in a su- sort of s- a suburb, a neighbourhood somewhere, and it's, you know, three o'clock in the morning, you're probably not that many people still sitting in their car listening to <laughs> Radio 4, <laughs> or whatever, because that's the yeah, only yeah. place the radio will work, that won't wake up the wife.
1: <laughs> in a dire emergency, you're allowed to, regular old, start your car, but, you know, you, you should, you know, it should be Olympic started whenever it's humanly possible to do so.
2: This is <laughs> this is a terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so anyway
0: <laughs> that
1: nonsense aside you were about to read out some emails
0: yes yes uh, we've had an email uh, saying please make real life angry birds a reality in May week great show guys thank you very much mysterious person who didn't put their name <laughs> <laughs> on, on the form thank you very much for your comments anyway and apparently Chris has lovely hair Yes, uh, I've been trying to trace this individual for quite some time. <laughs> uh, for the, can we so have the, a bit more
1: context? <laughs> so I was, we recorded a panel show uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I was listening to the end of the recording, and you can hear the audience sort of muttering on their way out. And I was sort of obsessively trying to hear what the audience were muttering, you know, to see whether they were saying, you know, that dashing guy who was... On the panel, and who had the blonde hair? My goodness, he was quite the gentleman. You know, that's <laughs> that's obviously what I was hoping to hear. Uh, except quite more, the gentleman. Quite the gentleman. Yeah, that's what I aspired to. Do. Whereas actually, I, actually, I was hearing just a kind of a <laughs> door handles. <laughs> uh, did you actually hear the word sandwiches and door
2: handles?
1: I did hear the word sandwiches and door handles. Yes, <laughs> uh, but all very very quiet. And I was sort of obsessively clicking the VLC time bar, listening to this recording over and over again, trying to divine meaning, uh, and then. I, I finally gave up when i had the volume cranked right the way up and then it appears that shortly after that somebody walked right up to the mic and said chris that's
0: lovely ah!
1: <laughs> which as it turns out blowed my ears into <laughs> my brain blowed. B- blowed my ears into my brain There she eliminating blowed. the grammar nodule of my
2: <laughs> brain causing me to say the word blowed just now <laughs> Fortunately, you'll also know for, for whoever happens to be looking at the webcam and seeing that Chris's lovely hair, that his ears have come back out of his brain, and Chris is now a fully <laughs> functioning individual once again. My, my ears are back
1: out. My eardrums still meet in the middle. There is a kind of a, there's a, <laughs> there's a sort of a trans brain tunnel. Uh, if, if, if you wished, you could put a pencil in and then, and then we could, sort of go.
0: We could send the Olympic torch through it.
2: A tiny, tiny one, yeah, indeed. (laughs) The one part of Britain where it hasn't been yet is through Chris's eardrums. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Yes. Uh, If those people would like to get in touch and actually inform us as to
0: who they are, that would be (laughs) lovely. Uh, But if you'd like to email in, studio at camfm.co.uk, or using the web form, uh, as these two people have, at camfm.co.uk, or text CAM plus your message to 80809. Texts cost ten pence a time. But we've we've got a couple more animal-based transportation stories to go on to before we take a break true that uh first of all uh is some police
1: in dorset uh they've been running a campaign which sounds slightly sinister uh they call it the surround a town campaign
0: which, that, that sounds like they're, they're, they're just going well we've got this town here lads Wait, it's not, this town's not getting away.
2: <laughs> they <It's> basically <laughs> just laid it under siege, presumably, <laughs> yeah, is what that they've that done. Is, that, that is that essentially, essentially There was what they've a done, word yes. for
1: surround a town, and it's yeah. called a siege. They've, they've decided, basically, today is your unlucky day, Dorchester. So, <laughs> s- s- <laughs> Surrounded it. See, see, that wasn't a joke. I just said the word Dorchester. That's... that's no. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> they surrounded Dorchester, and it was your unlucky day, Dorchester, uh, and uh, they've basically been booking everybody coming to or from Dorchester, uh, <laughs> who's been performing any particular offence on that day, sort of taking the random the random chance of law-breaking uh, and ex- exercising it on a very much more coarse granularity uh, than usual. Uh, now most of the people they caught, it was quite mundane. They caught 167 people in all, 124 of whom were speeding, uh, 27 of whom were not wearing a seatbelt, 7 of whom were driving whilst using a phone. So far, so ordinary. Uh, but the best excuse uh, they managed to uh, record uh, was a man who said that he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, and the reason for that is because there was a wasp somewhere in his car (laughs) now so this suggests that so he wasn't wearing the belt That implies he wants to be ready to leave his car at a moment's notice. Or or at
2: least leave the driving seat. (laughs) Indeed. Which which is (laughs) not much better in terms of the vehicle (laughs) going at a certain speed down the road.
1: Which (laughs) suggests to me that what he was planning to do is if the wasp went... (laughs) and was coming towards him with death in its eyes, then he'd sort of go, not so fast, waspy, sort of, you know, open the door and, like, bail out of his car, which would be pretty impressive, and it would probably take the wasp to a fiery grave. Regular (laughs) fire, not Olympic fire. (laughs) unless he'd olympic started his car in which case like that might catch the fuel tank and then the wasp would be consumed in olympic flame which is much better
2: (laughs) (laughs) but anyway uh yes i'm (laughs) sure the wasp probably wouldn't notice that much difference (laughs) (laughs) if if it helps (laughs) indeed indeed
1: but but i I just I, i quite i quite liked his plan there the the wasp readiness plan (laughs) no, <laughs> though I, I, I did have a very similar experience uh, just recently, uh, as uh, I was, uh, I was att- attempting to have a shower in peace uh, <laughs> when I found an enormous bee had snuck in. Uh, clearly, didn't know its way to get out, but just sort of orbited me, <laughs> uh, and it, it did this for about ten continuous minutes, just slowly, it- slowly fire flying around me as if it was just sort of going, "Are you stealing the honey?" I don't think you're stealing the honey. <laughs> but you look like you might, you look like you might have some
2: honey there in you somewhere. <laughs> I can think of two possible explanations for this. One of them is that it thought you were much bigger than it, and you had got in, so you would know how to get out. And so therefore it and thought it all it right. had to do was follow you. <laughs> and presumably it did eventually get out, so if that was the bee's plan, then it worked brilliantly. The other thing is that it could have been, because you know the wasps do that little dance to show where honey is. Ah. Maybe this is a specific dance for a person with blonde, lovely hair. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of that like, looks like honey, could, could be honey, I need other bees to help me with with this one ah, oh, okay.
0: oh, are we sure that the bee didn't buzz up to the microphone to <laughs> his quizzes has lovely hair <laughs> If so,
1: then then, Mr. B, please stop following me around <laughs> i i i can 't get a bee restraining order because those are beekeeper outfits, and i 'm not wearing a beekeeper outfit at all times, just in order to stop you from following me around, lovely hair or otherwise, because frankly, you make me nervous i 'm unable to shower in peace when you exist. I will be forced to deploy the Olympic flame
2: <laughs> also, if you are the bee uh, and you did email in, can you let us know how you did that because <laughs> because that seems like a really good trick <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that that would be quite a coup for the show frankly <laughs> the world's first emailing bee yeah <laughs> that'd be our story next week presumably <laughs> a bee
1: emailed into the show last week and no, we wouldn't be able to do it because the bbc would have done it like you know it would be all over have i got news for you And <laughs> be like, ah, oh, we can't describe our own story
2: <laughs> i thought for a moment though you were making a joke with the bbc oh. Oh. See? Well, See, that, that, that one was objectively slightly
0: better than your previous one. That's in, true. In uh, that there, there were groans, but... The groans were instant, so as a saddle point. And as well. simultaneous. The so wi- bo-
2: both of you got the, the bad joke at exactly the same time.
1: The weirdest one about my earlier one is that uh, when I was about halfway through saying it, I realised how bad it was, and so I'd kind of booed myself in my head, and I, coming up to finishing the sentence. Uh, the boos happened in real life anyway. But I, 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 what I'm going to do from now on, I think, is carry some sort of flag, uh, where if I get halfway through a joke and I realise it's going to be absolutely terrible, I will raise the flag. Flag just,
2: just says abort on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah it you'll close have your to drums have, now. <laughs> yes, you'll have to have a button so we can stop people hearing it on the radio because they won't yeah, be able to see the, the flag idea, even yeah, the yeah. webcam. Will well, presumably myself.
2: we do. I mean, you could just hit him in the back of the head and then he'll stop doing.
0: It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, oh, Chris has raised the punch me flag. <laughs> punch <laughs> yeah. me before I finish this one. <laughs> Quick, press the self-loathing buzzer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: that mr b is what i want you to feel <laughs> oh but uh m- m- moving on to another uh another animal transportation c- collision no not literally collision like that, that collision bad. of topics that sounds
2: like a car Colli- hitting a deer collision of topics
0: like not not actual physical collision i'm going to stop now <laughs> So, yes,
1: uh, the story is uh, a stray dog uh, in China uh, which was fed by a cyclist uh, and subsequently followed him for 1,700 kilometres uh, to, the, to the end of their uh, absolutely epic cycle race uh, that went from uh, a province in China, uh, which I'm not going to attempt to pronounce because it's going to be bad, uh, and ended up in Tibet, or presumably not Tibet, from the point of view of some of the competitors. So I guess they arrived in a place and went, where is this? I don't know where this it's, it's a mysterious
2: place. It doesn't show up on my map. But this dog is still here. Let's feed the dog. The province of Sichuan, I think, because that's where you get the Chinese food, the Sichuan cuisine. It's that one. Yeah. So it's from the place where the food comes from. And unfortunately, that's about all I know. So <laughs> it went from the place where the food comes from to the place where the monks aren't.
0: Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, But, um, yes, one of the things about this story is uh, showing truly we live in the internet age uh, because one of the cyclists in the race started a blog about this dog's adventures uh, which was being followed by 40,000 people by the end of the race. Uh, And this cyclist now hopes to adopt the dog. Which is a nice sort of, like, feel-good story.
2: But uh, it doesn't... Because they call it a cycle race. But, I mean, the the story comes with a video where it shows the dog running alongside the cyclists. Um, The dog being a dog... Um, doesn't sort of necessarily know that it should be running alongside the cyclists and not getting in the way, and so therefore it seems to frequently run in between the cyclists, um, (laughs) who all sort of slow down, because there's a dog there, and it's their friendly dog, and they don't want to run it down. So it doesn't seem like much of a race. It just seems like a very long cycle ride with a dog. (laughs) Was
0: this video shot during the race, or is it one of those like promo ones that they shoot afterwards so everyone could go, aww like not actual game footage or whatever.
2: it is possible that the slowing down with the dog running in front is at the end when the cyclist is already slowing down and the dog goes food! and runs immediately over to the cyclist at which point they slow down even more and then the dog gets its food sooner so the dog has won in this instance <laughs> <laughs> the winner of the cycle race is a dog who did not actually have a bike yeah but it got disqualified for that
1: so I'm just noticing uh, on uh, on the undisclosed uh, news website's uh, other most viewed uh, page, uh, there is the following headline, Fire Breathing Vicar, Wales Church, <laughs> which suggests to me that somebody's taken my Olympic flame thing just a little bit too far. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Olympic you know, flame in as many different possible it, places, if if including al- a vicar. It's yeah, <laughs> <if laughs> always alongside the, uh, the, the the torch relay.
1: There was an Olympic fire breather who had like an Olympic pilot light, which he was ready to sort of gout kerosene over. And that was how you relit the Olympic torch. A, it's quite a good incentive not to let the torch go out. You know, if you see that thing guttering a bit, you know, sh- shelter that thing. Because the Olympic fire breather is going to give you a face full if, <laughs> if, if you don't get yeah, that's sorted. <laughs> he,
2: should, he should be the guy who starts, he should be in the in the, in the opening ceremony when, when it starts off and they sort of, you know, they, uh, ceremonially ceremony like the Olympic flame sort of a bit more, you know, they, they produce the flame and then, and, then, and then it goes through. Basically, he should just come and say, we are all gathered here today to see the start of the Olympics <laughs> 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 and then just breathe fire all over. The- it would be awesome. <laughs> we wouldn't need anything else. That would just be the best <laughs> ceremony ever yeah. and it would cost nothing <laughs> apart from maybe paying the vicar.
1: You know, To be the best opening ceremony possible, get that fountain in Hamlin, right? But fill
0: it with diesel. (laughs) 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 And then then get it to fire a bird out of it that is already lit by the diesel and land it exactly (laughs) inside the basin. This (laughs) is is operated, it really does go (laughs) boom!
2: That's operated by a 17 year old with an iPhone who has been playing Angry Birds for the last two years consistently. (laughs) What what are you doing on that iPhone? I'm in training for the Olympics opening ceremony. (laughs) Let's just say I've been training for the Olympics. It's even better. (laughs) I'm training for the Olympics. (laughs) Well, there's there's an event in Angry Birds now, is there? Well, basically, yes. (laughs) The opening ceremony is going to be like that.
1: It's being held in the right place as well, because you get, get all the House of Lords to turn up with shotguns and be like, you know, pull. <laughs> 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 It's very much a three-way war. You know, ang- angry birds, uh, victim pigs, uh, and, and... And the lords. And, and <laughs> slightly drunk, avuncular lords. And so it's like, can the lords take down the birds before the birds can take down the pigs, or before the pigs can continue existing? That's the three-way war Oh, race. this is,
2: this is the, the new angry birds thing. We've had angry birds in space. Now we have angry birds in the House of Lords. <laughs> yeah. Where, basically, you just have to try and avoid the fact that the lords will attempt to shoot. <laughs> They'll yeah. occasionally shout, pull, yeah. and wait. <laughs> and wait for the, wait for it to come out. Yeah. Just one
1: pig sitting around somewhere, but you don't know which one because he as a lord. <laughs> <laughs> <So> you, <laughs> you have to, you have to sort of get each lord to discover whether or not he's the secret pig that's wearing the lord outfit. <laughs> he's been voting on the Lib Dem
2: Ventures for like the last 20 years nobody's yet discovered not advocating firing birds at lords in the hope <laughs> yeah. that there might be a pig in
1: disguise or electing pigs just so you can make this happen don't do either of those things
2: you don't elect people to the house of lords do. You? Like that they, is they, true they, or,
1: or <laughs> if you should have the power do not appoint a pig to a live peerage that's what I'm saying <laughs> or I suppose to a bishopric so they,
0: they get to be there as well don't they so, so don't do that either <laughs> okay i'm gonna take a short musical break there email us just something about the craziness that is going on here studio (laughs) at (laughs) camfm.co.uk
2: on air online and across cambridge your station your camfm
0: Welcome back to Burst of World on CAMFM, the silly news show. I'm Michael Quintero, and I'm here with Chris Moten. Hello. And John Nelson.
2: Hello. Who,
0: uh, John, I believe you brought us a, a story from your neck of the woods today.
2: I have. So, um, as people who are regular listeners of the show uh, will know, um, I am from the uh, sleepy county of Norfolk, most known for being rural and uh, lots of fields and not much happening. Um, however, the, in the uh, town where I... In fact, was a high school, a place called Reefham, there was uh, a rather unusual theft, especially for this area. Um, so it started about 12 uh, quarter to 1 in the morning when uh, there was a loud crunch noise <laughs> um, outside the, the local bank, which for some reason, despite the fact that loud crunch noises don't often happen around the markets where uh, nobody seemed to really pay much attention to, they thought, oh, loud noise fine, um, and then when they went and looked in the milling they found that basically the entire wall had gone, including the cash machine and what had happened was that uh, a digger had been stolen from one of the local farms, where they had then dr- driven it a couple of miles up the road <laughs> and, uh, and just wrenched the cash machine out of the wall and then drove off with that So, yeah. So that's one way of getting into a cash machine. It's pretty good work. Although, I kind of... have a feeling that basically now what I've ended up with is a large piece of wool with (laughs) a cash machine attached. Yeah. Um... I'm presuming they're now going to use this as an opportunity to break into the cash machine, or are they going to just sort of sit there and <laughs> entering credit cards and <laughs> pressing trying <laughs> pin numbers to try and get the money out? <laughs> the, I now just have my local cash machine here. I don't need to go into reefer.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there are some descriptions here of people failing to notice, like uh, the guy who was playing computer games and heard the noise and didn't realise. and Someone saw lights through her window but didn't. But it would be quite thing. impressive
1: if there was somebody who genuinely pricked up his ears and went by jiggery market, Margaret. If I will Diggery <laughs> Market. I'll I'll, I'll be by jiggery market. I'll be damned if that's not a cash machine being wrenched out with the HSBC. <laughs> Fetch
2: my elephant gun. That sounds like Harold Jones's digger. I'd recognise that chunk of noise anywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they did stop the beeper, the reversing beeper on the digger, so that it went when it was pulling the uh yeah. the, the the cash machine out it wouldn't it wouldn't Well, the, those either. things
1: are a lot more intelligent now uh because like if it's unloaded they go vehicle reversing if you're carrying like a big sack of flour it goes vehicle reversing with flour and in this
2: case it's like vehicle absconding with cash machine <laughs> i don't think they have that kind of technology in my particular area of norfolk i imagine they've got as far as the beep um <laughs> and there's presumably just a button inside that says beep on beep off <laughs> It sounds like like going going back to the Karate Kid, isn't it? Beep on, beep off. It didn't help that that, uh, Michael was in fact doing uh, hand motions, which don't translate quite so well for radio. (laughs) Come on,
0: everyone knows the the hand motions from that bit of Karate Kid, surely? Wax on, wax off.
1: No. Wax on, uh, yeah. Really? (laughs) Okay, so I haven't seen the film, but like, is he like waxing something? Yes, a car. Oh, really? It's part of the training oh. We're sort of trained by doing mundane tasks yeah. I thought this was a martial
2: arts move Like you dump hot wax over somebody And then, <laughs> and then you go <laughs> <laughs> Just if you Martial arts being self-defense Just in case you happen to have hot wax at hand Yeah, maybe you, well you might as well use it you know. It's a bit like those, those martial arts Where you just have like You do it with a big stick or a sword <laughs> And it's kind of like Well I can probably defend myself with a sword yeah. If it needs to be against muggers <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's the, the all-purpose
1: martial arts, you know. What if somebody ambushes you whilst you're using a lathe? You know, <laughs> I, b- I bet you don't know the best self-defense technique for that particular eventuality. Well, hot <laughs> wax. <laughs> Evidently.
0: It's the answer in most cases. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and mo- moving on from that story now, we've got a bit, a bit of social media section. A uh, very quick social media section. Uh, firstly is the fact that uh, Joe Simpson, who wrote the book Touching the Void, about... about being uh, in the Andes and climbing mountains there um, has been having a bit of a spat on Twitter with some people who are being forced to study his book for GCSE English. <laughs> Indeed, yes, he's
1: uh, uh, I, he's been getting a lot of comments from the kids uh, who are who are less than pleased uh, that uh, that they were being made to study it. Um, he he an- he answered that he just wanted to annoy kids having to do exams on it. I say censoring on the fly. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's, um, one of the kids uh, acute said that I bet I know more about how to put tension in the first chapter than you do how so- you
2: put tension in the first chapter than you do ah. I kind of sympathise with this because like probably quite a few people uh, listening I imagine probably both of you two in the studio as well um, I had the death by poetry syllabus of uh, not actually called death by poetry, obviously, um, <laughs> for the exams. Where basically you have to like analyse every line and find about three different meanings for it. And I'm sure we found more meaning in it than it was actually put in there in the first place. <laughs> so I imagine the kid is probably <laughs> probably right <laughs> in as much as how he put tension in. <laughs>
1: There was, a, there was a kid who wrote that, uh, he said, three chapters of crawling didn't inspire me to write about your book. Which makes it sound like he's kind of written Lord of the Rings here. You know, he, he's written that bit in the middle of the two towers where you just sort of wander across the marshes for really quite a long time.
2: <laughs> well, Touching the Void, was that was the one that was made into a film as well. Yes, yes. Mm. And wasn't that the one where... Was that the one, one where he ate his own legs or something weird like that? He probably didn't eat his own legs quite, because that's weird. Quite, but yes, he did fall off a mountain and then he had to crawl back to um to his fellow mountaineer Mm. um who is sort of abandoned him by that point because at that point you can't when you're in the mountains you can't just stand around and wait for a couple of days and see if they come back yeah because by that point you die
0: yeah (laughs) Uh, so so, someone um did a tweet i wrote you a few months ago i said i had an exam about your book i failed because of you you owe to me Ooh, which
1: he yeah. so nearly finished a, a correct sentence. Though.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just one of those things. That if you're going to insult someone's someone for failing, you th- for causing you to fail in an English exam, you could at least do it like, <laughs> competently. I know it's I, uh, oh, it's, I, I, it's just I, I, one of those I, awkward I situations. I, I quite like
1: the kid's rebuttal, which was, "I am a student who learns English, but you are stupid who fell down on the mountain. <laughs> we are waiting you in Turkey." <laughs> <laughs> Which, we, we are, I, I, I we are waiting you in Turkey. We are
2: waiting. <laughs> Please, <laughs> that come is, to his table. Is, there is, is a mob it on or
1: floor. Would that you there like is the mob- wine list? <laughs> <laughs> there is a mob of absolutely furious butlers at <laughs> Turkey Airport going, he's coming any day now, I
0: can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, it, It's just the fact that they've gone out here and tried to insult the author of the book. I mean, otherwise, <laughs> it, it wouldn't feel... It's like, otherwise, you wouldn't care about this book. If you are actually going out insulting the author of the book, I think you become fair game.
1: (laughs) We'll uh, we'll cover the follow up to this story next week when he inevitably gets on what he thinks is a flight to Edinburgh. Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) no, sir! I think you'll find we're going to Istanbul,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but not Constantinople because now it's Istanbul. And not Constantinople. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not the plane that goes back in time. Because <laughs> that, t-
1: that would actually be fine, because that would take him back I... before he'd written the book and back before any kids were annoyed by it. So he'd live peacefully in Constantinople for some decades, probably avoiding a couple of wars, uh, and, and then eventually some kids would go, what's this touching the
0: void? <laughs> no, <laughs> make my escape. <laughs> And um, the uh, vicar in Doncaster has had to apologise over his posts on Facebook, uh, thus proving it's not just students that post stupid things on Facebook. Yep. Uh, It
1: turns out that this vicar is Miles Jupp from the uh, comedy series Rev, uh, and and wrote statuses, I think I'll put my feet up, and I hear the fizz of tonic in my gin beckoning. Uh, And uh, his third example, alas, I have religion tomorrow. At least I'm not (laughs) preaching this week. If if you don't want to have religion tomorrow you've done the wrong thing because your 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 school timetable is very much double religion until you die. <laughs>
0: Why is it at which, double point? Religion, <laughs> at which <laughs> point,
1: because of the afterlife that you've opted for with your particular religion, double religion then continues. <laughs> as presumably you keep on being religious whilst in heaven, because that would be a really weird time to stop believing in God. Like when when
2: you know when when you walk past the guy once a day and go sup, and he says not much. You know, <laughs> you wouldn't need to believe in him then because you'd see he's there. it's a bit like me saying I believe in apples. That's true. because apples are always there, and I so therefore you wouldn't apples. need to theologize anymore because it would all be clear, and you could do like science or something
1: yeah true yeah okay the heavenly science exactly boxing I think
0: <laughs> boxing <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about anymore <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. and uh, we've just got enough time for uh, for one last story before we finish off um, which is uh, a 14 year old um, took some unusual cake made some unusual cakes in his school cookery lesson and got expelled for it he
1: successfully ba- baked hash brownies <laughs> in his school cookery lesson which is very
2: impressive indeed <laughs> He probably said he was going to cook hash browns. They thought this was fine. (laughs) He then brought in cake mix, and they thought he was confused. And then he (laughs) was confused. And then he was expelled. (laughs) Uh, Child, we
1: salute you. By which I mean, we salute you to the extent that is permissible by the broadcasting code. (laughs) We see what you did, but we cannot approve. (laughs) Alright, that's all we've got time for now. Uh, next up is The Science of Fiction, uh, with Andy Col- Andy Holding. Uh, so stick around on CamFM. Uh, we'll be back with more Burst of the Bubble, uh, this time next week.